This is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. I'm glad to have you here tonight, and I'm excited because Brother Benjamin is back here with us uh, with a extremely important program. Now, if you have not heard the last program, and unfortunately we had to repost it twice uh, because of a technical issue, um, you've got to go back and listen to the last program um, about the monsters that are among us and it's about narcissism um how it is it is so prevalent in not only the highest forms of our government but all the way down to the churches to those that are called believers and it's not just a few folks this narcissism has taken over the majority and it is dangerous and we need to get away from it do not miss that program it's one of the best remnant call programs of all time brother benjamin uh shared with us and so please go back and visit that but with that i'm going to bring on brother benjamin right now with us to get started open up the word of prayer because what he's got to share tonight is uh it's going to be a very very shocking maybe to some but it's going to be in so important that you hear what's going on benjamin are you here with us yeah frank can you hear me okay i can hear you just fine brother um good. yep sounds great sounds okay. great Brother, I'm gonna. Will you open us up with the prayer? I want to get this one going because I know what's on your heart. Uh, when you're that intense from the beginning of the time we start talking, I know this is an important show. <laughs> so, it's a time that's about to get intense. Yeah, let's pray. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We thank you that we have. We have the right to call upon the name of our God through the through the blood and the sacrifice of our Savior, Jesus, Yeshua. So, Father, we come in Jesus' name. We come in the name of Yeshua. We ask that your Holy Spirit would bless this message, bless this hour of teaching, bless the listeners, Lord. Let their ears be opened. Let their hearts be touched. Let a Rima word filled with the power of an anointing that will break the yoke of deception and sin. Let it come forth from the throne room of God unto the deliverance and salvation of your saints. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. Well, thank you for coming on. And I'm just going to turn it over and uh, let you share um, what's on your heart burning right now, brother. Well, it's a time that's such as never was. It's about to come. Frank, today is the 1st of March on the Gentile calendar. Um, let me grab my Hebrew calendar. Let's see. We are talking about... Ah, it's the, it's the 21st day of Adar. Adar 1. Adar Aleph, I guess we would say in Ivrit. Um and it's 40 days until Nisan 1 and the new year comes. 40 days until the 70th Jubilee begins. 40 days until the world begins to change in ways. I mean, this is, this is going to be astonishing. 
But, you know, the Lord's calling us to get ready and he's, he's warning us even now of what's directly ahead of us. But I just want to share some things from the book of Zephaniah. I want to share a few words from some of the other prophetic writings. And I want to talk about the coming day of desolation in which God's judgment is going to be unleashed in all of its fury. You know, the Lord's been silent. He's been silent for 6,000 years. He's never judged the entire earth before. Well, that's aside from the day of Noah and the flood. You know, that was pretty far back in antiquity. I'm talking, you know, the modern era, which the last 3,500 years, roughly, um, maybe almost 4,000 years since the flood, approximately. God's judged his own people. He left the wicked in, in a state of temporal mercy. They face eternal judgment. The, the nations and the wicked are, have for, to a great extent been under temporal mercy. But now the Lord is going to raise himself up. And for the first time in modern time, He's going to stand up to judge the entire earth. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to look into primarily the writings of Zephaniah. And in chapter one, we read the word of the Lord came unto Zephaniah. And I love Zephaniah's name. It's a, it's a combination of two words, Zephan and Yah, or Naya, Zephan, Naya. And Zephan means to, to be hidden, to cover to protect, to highly esteem a hidden one, one that is covered and, and hidden in a secret place. And of course, Yah means Yahweh, the Lord, one who is hidden in God. And so Zephaniah's name represents the anointed remnant, chosen ones of this hour, the afflicted ones that have been prepared to walk through times of glory, that have been hidden and protected by God, and they're hidden in a secret place. The Lord's actually been hiding them in his own presence. God's hiding them in his house. Great place to hide his people. Who would ever find them there? So this is about the word that came forth unto the prophet Zephaniah, and it's a word about those that are hidden by God, who will also be hidden when the judgment comes forth in this hour, in this time that is soon upon us. Zephaniah chapter one, verse two, the Lord says, I will utterly consume all things. And that word things is actually not in the text. The text says, I will utterly consume all, everything from off the land, saith the Lord. The word for consume is asaf. And it means to gather together to destroy. I will consume man and beast. I will consume the fowls of heaven. I will consume the fish of the sea and the stumbling blocks along with the wicked. And I will cut off man from off the land, saith the Lord. This word in Zephaniah 1.3 for consume is suf, and it means to snatch away, to terminate to bring to an, an abrupt end, a quick and sudden judgment, and to perish and be destroyed utterly. Now, this is what's coming for the wicked nations. 
They are about to be terminated. The Lord is going to bring them to their end. And it shall be sudden, and their destruction shall be total and absolute. I will stretch my hand also upon Judah, and in the inhabitants of Jerusalem, I will cut off the remnants of Baal from this place. Hallelujah. And the name of the Chemarims, which means idolatrous priests. He's cutting off the false, those who worship the false god. Baal, you remember in Hebrew, means husband or lord. These were people that thought they were serving the Lord God Almighty, but they were serving the devils of, of hell. They were serving a God of rebellion, a God of deception, a God of lying and stealing and cheating. And they were also serving their idols, the Chamarines or idolatrous priests, and those that worship the host of heaven from the housetops. And those that worship and swear by the Lord, but also swear by Malcham, which was the idol of the Amorites. All of those that are turned back from the Lord, those who've walked away, they turn their back on the Lord's word. They turn their back on the face of our God. Woe unto them. They best find the time to repent now, or unto them is reserved the eternal woe. That is coming upon the wicked. To those who turn their back on the Lord. And those who have not sought the Lord. That word actually means to seek God daily. Are you seeking the Lord daily? If not, you're on the list of those that are not seeking the Lord. Nor inquire for him. Do you inquire of the Lord? Do you inquire for the Lord? Do you pray for people? Do you stand in the gap? Are you a priest unto our God? Or are you a spectator? sitting in the outer court of compromise, listening to the message that's come from the throne room, admonishing you, warning you to repent for the day is at hand. But yet you're just, you know, flipping through internet channels. Let's go listen to the, to the other voices, the many voices, the chorus of confusion that is in the land. For the day of the Lord is near, it is nigh at hand. Zephaniah, Chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. Hold your peace at the presence of the Lord God. Hold your, That means be silent. Let all the earth be silent now, for the Lord is standing. He has roused himself. He's standing in his holy habitation. For the day of the Lord is at hand. We're 40 days out from the 70th Jubilee of Israel. The year of the redeemed has come, and the day of vengeance is in his heart, and they're going to overlap. One leads to the other. We are not far off, my friends. For the Lord has prepared a sacrifice, and he has invited his guests. It shall come to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that the Lord will punish the princes and the governors and the senators and the congressmen and the presidents and the premiers and all of these satanic leaders. And all of the king's children, their families, their bloodlines, and all of the wicked, and those who are clothed with royal apparel. In the same day, I will punish those who leap on the threshold, who violate the boundaries, who move the ancient boundaries, and who fill their master's houses with violence and deceit. There's one thing that is sort of the central theme of all of these wicked people whether they're pretending to worship the Lord or whether they're blatantly worshiping the evil one, 
Every one of them walks in deceit. The word is mirma, and it means a fraud. These are fraudulent watchmen. They have a fraudulent balance. Even the things they want to sell you, their, their measures are false and fraudulent. They're full of guile and subtlety. With their craftiness, they, they deceive the simple-minded. They come with treachery. They've come for their... They want the fame and they want the wealth. They want all of the things of Babylon. They really don't seek the Lord at all. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and it hastens greatly. Indeed, it is not far off. I don't know if you've seen the news. President Putin of Russia pretty much declared they're at the verge of nuclear war with the West. Well, I got news for you. When those missiles are fired, there's nothing that will stop them. There's nothing that will stop them. The day is near. And in this day, the mighty men shall cry bitterly. The word is Mara, and it means angry, bitterness, chafed, great, and heavy bitterness. There'll be nothing anyone can do in the flesh to save themselves from the wrath of our God. Hallelujah. Excuse me, friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation. Coming day of desolation is a day of darkness and gloom, of clouds and thick darkness. The word desolation in Hebrew is mesha'ah, and it means total ruin, utter desolation, to be completely wasted. It comes from the root word shoah, meshoah. Shoah is a tempest. It's an annihilation, a total destruction, a storm that utterly destroys. In modern times, the word Shoah in Hebrew, is it, it's been translated. It's newest definition. When you, when you speak in Hebrew to an Israeli, you mention the Shoah, they only think of one thing, the Holocaust. This is Auschwitz. This is Treblinka. This is the extermination of the Jewish people, the hands of the satanic ones. And that's what's coming upon the earth. A holocaust. Such has never been seen. What happened in World War II's child's play compared to what's coming upon the earth. This time it'll be total destruction. How now I'm going to jump over to Jeremiah to talk about this word desolation for a few moments. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How has Babylon become a desolation among the nations? And that word for desolation, again, is shama. It's, it's a slightly different word. It's Hebrew, uh, 8047 in, in the Hebrew strongs whereas desolation in zephaniah 115 was 4875 very similar though shema means ruined and astonishment a desolation a destruction so incredible it is going to blow your mind the people that see it will not even believe it it'll be utterly annihilated this wicked daughter of babylon where they murder the babies and they chop them up for 
medical research they are butchering babies it is going to be annihilated beyond your comprehension the lord has opened his armory he's bringing forth the weapons of his indignation and behold behold the armory of the lord look at the weapons he's formed hypersonic missiles incredible weapons have been created to bring God's wrath against a proud and arrogant nation that long ago turned from righteousness to sin and today adds sin unto sin. Her cup of iniquity is almost full. This is the work of the Lord God of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans, the land of the sorcerers, the land of the secret societies, the land of a satanic government that lies to its people. Come against her from her uttermost border open her southern border let the enemies pour in like a flood i will fill you with men like caterpillars millions and millions of them walking in as a tidal wave of migrant immigrants to provide cover for the enemy forces that are coming in in mass even now come against her from her borders open her storehouses destroy her utterly let nothing be left of her Slay all her bullocks. Kill all of her political leaders. Destroy all of those that are rich and wealthy. Let them go down to the slaughter. Woe unto them, for their day has come. Now is the time of their visitation. The land shall tremble in sorrow, for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon to make the land of Babylon a desolation without a single inhabitant Zephaniah 1 16 it's a day of trumpets and an alarm against the defense cities and against all the high towers and I the Lord will bring distress upon men and they will walk like blind men people are going to be walking around as if they're blind not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do. There will be no escape. There will be no deliverance. There will be nothing the wicked or the pagans or the compromised or the Laodiceans can do. They will be as blind men groping in the darkness because they've sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be poured out on the dust their flesh will be as dung upon the earth, and no one will bury the dead. Neither can their silver nor their gold deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. And, and how many have gathered together silver and gold, thinking somehow when the Lord brings an astonishing desolation upon this nation, that they're going to somehow have this silver and gold in a land where, where everything's been destroyed. Well, their silver and gold, will, you can buy a whole lot of the desolation. I'll sell you the entire state of New York for one ounce of gold. But you know what? You just got ripped off <laughs> because it's utterly desolate. California will be destroyed. Nobody will even want it. So, you know, how far are we going to get with our silver and our gold? David Wilkerson even said the gold hoarders, this was in his book, The Vision, those that hoard gold seeking to lift their house on high in the coming day of the Lord. They're going to be seriously injured. They're going to be greatly disappointed because your silver and your gold, not only can it not save you, 
it won't even hold its value. So what should we do? It's really simple. Pray and ask the Lord what to do with your wealth. Either get it out of this country or give it to the Lord. But if we hold on to it in our little grimy fingers, you white knuckle that silver and that gold, it'll end up just burning a hole right through your hand. And it will have produced no value, no blessing, nothing at all. It too will become a desolation right before your eyes. Neither their silver nor their gold will deliver them. For the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. For the Lord will make a speedy riddance of all. That's coal. It means everyone. Go do a word study on the meaning of the word all, which is coal. Everyone. What does God mean by all of them? There is a little remnant. One in a thousand. We say. But this is, he says, I'll make a speedy riddance of all those that dwell in the land. The remnant does not dwell in the land. The remnant is hidden in the secret hiding place of the Lord God Almighty. And you can't just claim, oh, well, I claim that I'm in this secret hiding place. Does that work, Benjamin? Well, why don't you claim that you're already in Jerusalem? Did, did you just get translated? Or are you just simply deceiving yourself? You know, modern Christianity is a, is, a, is a faith of pretense. People have learned to pretend. They've learned to lie to themselves. They pretend they're walking in faith when they're really trusting in the arm of the flesh. They pretend that they're walking with the Lord when they're still serving their demons. They pretend they're walking in righteousness while they hide their sins in their homes and in their tents. They hide their evil in their hearts and they put on a pretense. Many of these are the monsters that walk among us. And Frank, thanks for mentioning the prior program. If you've heard it, go back and listen again. It's more powerful the second or third time. And let it seep deep into your soul. And we're going to do a follow-up as well. There's more. That was just the beginning. The revelation of the wicked among us. But we need to come out of the pretense. We need to come out of the lies. We need to come into the light. We need to search our hearts. We need to do the fasting and prayer that is necessary. We need to confess our sins one to another. Find a brother, a sister you trust. One that you've proven that you can tell the truth to and pray through the deep matters of the heart. Pray through those areas where you've been deeply wounded, where the where the, the hurt and the anger resides. Pray through those things and take them to the Lord. Take them to the cross. Pray that through and out of your soul so that you could literally release all of this at the foot of the cross so the burden could be removed from you. You don't want the burden of sin on you. You want the yoke of the Lord. His yoke is light. His burden is easy. And then with your heart cleansed, you'll be permitted to enter into the secret hiding place of the Lord, and perhaps you too will be hidden in the day of his wrath. Gather yourselves together, O nation not desired, before the decree breaks forth, before the day passes as the chaff, for the fierce anger of the Lord is about to come upon you, and the day of the Lord's anger is about to be revealed. That word for fierce is karon. It means burning anger. 
sore displeasure, furious wrath, fierceness. These are intense words. This isn't someone that's so slightly angry. This is someone that is burning furious wrath. And the word for anger is asaf, and it means the flaring of the nostrils, rapid breathing and passion, anger on the countenance of his face, and a face full of wrath with fire coming out of his nose. God is as angry as he can possibly be. And wouldn't you be? Aren't you already angry with this horrible wickedness that parades as the news every day? With this gross injustice? It's simply unbelievable evil that is now occurring on the earth. Zephaniah 2, verse 3. Seek the Lord, you meek of the earth, who have wrought his judgment, who've walked in his judgments. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be that you will be hidden like Zephaniah. You'll be hidden with the remnant in the day of the Lord's anger. For the Lord will be terrible unto them, that word for terrible is Yahweh. It means frightening, dreadful, to be terribly afraid, to see and experience terrible things. For he's going to famish the gods of the earth. The Lord is coming forth with dreadful, terrible judgments. Hallelujah. This is the rejoicing city that dwells carelessly, that says in her heart, I am. And there's none beside me. I'm the greatest nation ever. But I don't know the difference between a man and a woman. And I turn a blind eye to the suffering of the innocent. The suffering of the little animals. The suffering of the little children. They embrace wickedness and they, they turn away their eyes. They show no mercy how she shall become a desolation as she did unto her children and as she did unto the innocent, so it shall now be done unto her. The nation shall become a total desolation. Everyone that passes by will hiss, wag their hands, wag their hands. People don't even, you will want to look away. When this begins to come forth, you will close your eyes if possible. You don't even want to see what God has in store for this wicked and polluted land. Woe unto her that is filthy, Zephaniah 3, and polluted, and to the oppressing nation. And that word for filthy is mara. It means bitterness. It means a rebel. Woe to her that has rebelled and provoked the Lord by her disobedience, by grievous provocations and rebellion against God. And there's nothing more grievous than to hurt or to wound or to torture or to murder an innocent child. Jesus himself told us, woe unto you if you hurt even one of these little ones. What happens when you murder 70 million? What happens when you hurt 100 million? What happens when you do this worldwide to half a billion? Desolation such as never been known will come forth from heaven. Woe unto her. When God says woe, 
we really need to pay attention because that is a very serious warning. She obeyed not the voice of her God. She received no correction. She did not trust in the Lord. She did not grow near to her God. Her princes are roaring lions. Her judges are evening wolves. They gnaw not the bones till the morrow. Her judges are corrupt. Their rulings are false. The, their ministry of justice is the ministry of lies. Their prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her pastors have polluted the churches. They have done violence to the word of God. That word for violence in Zephaniah 3 verse 4 is Hamas. Just like the violence that was done in October on the 7th in Israel by a group that calls itself Hamas. In Hebrew, that word means violent. To maltreat, to violate, to take away violently, to do extreme wrong, to do extreme evil. Pastors have done this in the spirit. Pastors have done to the people what Hamas did to the women in Israel. The latest reports are now leaking out of the horrible. You don't even want to know the horrible violations that occurred to the women that were captured by the monsters in Hamas. Mm. And the leaders in our government that are so pro-Satan, when confronted with the evil that was done by these servants of the beast, they're silent. They don't say nothing. Woe unto them as well. The just Lord is in the midst thereof. He will do no iniquity. Every morning he brings his judgment to light. He fails not. But the unjust, they know no shame. And the word for shame, this is Zephaniah 3 verse 5. The word for shame in this text is bush. I think I'm going to vote for shame. Really? You're voting for shame. Great. What's going to follow shame? Desolation. America's already been shamed. The skirt of her nakedness has been already pulled up by the, in the view of the nations. Yes. We are the lapping stock of the world. We, our, our justices and our Supreme Court don't know the difference between a man and a woman. They don't know the difference between a lie and the truth. They don't know the difference between good and evil. They don't know the difference between life and death. But they are going to find out the hard way. And believe me, believe you me, there is a hard way coming. I've cut off the nations, the Lord says, in Zephaniah 3, verse 6, I have destroyed them. Their towers are desolate. I made their streets waste. No one passes by them. Their cities are destroyed. There is no man. There is no inhabitant left. That's what is about to happen. Surely, I said, surely they will fear me now. Surely they will receive instruction so that their dwelling should not be cut off. However, howsoever I punish them, they rose early and continued to corrupt their doings. God tried to correct this wicked nation. He tried to correct these wicked people, and they would not turn back. 
Therefore, the Lord says, therefore, wait upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey. For it is my determination to gather the nations and assemble the kingdoms of the earth, that I may pour upon them my indignation, even all of my fierce anger. For all of the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. The word for indignation in this text is zacham. And it means to froth at the mouth. It is God's furious anger with sin. It means angry indignation and rage. This is serious. As serious as it gets. And after he pours his indignation upon the wicked nations, in Zephaniah 3 verse 9, the Lord says, And then I will turn to a people of pure language. The word in that Verse for pure is barar. It means clear. It means bright, full of light. It means choice and chosen to be clean, to be purified, to have been purged and cleansed. I'm going to turn to a people who speak the truth in love, a people whose words are clear, a people whose language is full of light, that they may call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent, and that word means united. This is the remnant that have been hidden as Zephaniah. The Lord's going to be judging the nations of the world to utterly destroy them. He's going to utterly destroy them. And at the same time, the Lord's going to turn with kindness and mercy to a remnant of people that he has hidden his secret hiding place, and they will serve the Lord with unity. There'll be no more arguing over stupid doctrines. All the people that taught error will have been consumed in the judgment. Scripture is very clear. If any man speak in this hour, let him speak as an oracle of God, an infallible authority. That's the standard, folks. Does anybody want to come forward and volunteer to teach? you'd have to have your head examined in this hour. It only costs you your life if you teach error. So go ahead and share with us what's on your heart today. I mean, seriously, I wouldn't be teaching except the Lord told me, I want you to teach my people. So I was commanded to teach. But I pray through the messages that I teach that I not teach error or rebellion to the people. For the teachers shall endure the greater judgment. Listen, the lesser judgment's more than any of us can handle. How would you like the greater judgment? Be praying for Frank and I. It's a serious thing to be teaching the word of God in this hour. Yeah, if, if you're God's not under attacks, I, I don't know if you're alive living for the Lord right now. Say again, Frank. I said, if, if you're not under attack, uh, it's hard to imagine because, I mean, the attacks have been ramped up here so much lately. Um, it's just, you know, there's a full-out frontal assault uh, against oh, Satan's people. Got his two minute, he's got his two-minute offense on the field. He knows he's out of time. Once the year of the redeemed begins, the Lord's going to smash his bondages in the over the lives of his remnant. He is going to deliver his remnant. We're getting purified. We're going to be set free utterly. We are going to walk in the fullness of the anointing. And we're going to walk through the fire like the three Hebrew boys in the furnace of Babylon. It's going to be like a jacuzzi for us. 
we're fine. You know, when we've already been purified in the fire. I'm Frank, 40 years ago, the Lord began a purging fire in my life. And the 40 years are up in 40 days. And they end with the 70th Jubilee. I'm thinking I have a rather good year ahead of me. Hallelujah. And Amen. so does the entire remnant. If you're part of the hidden ones, if you're one of those that has repented utterly, if you're the people whose heart is the Lord's, and you know who you are, you don't love any of your secret sins. They're, they're anathema to you. And they're not secrets anymore. You've already confessed them openly. You've turned from them. You've burned your graven images. You've torn down your idols. You've made restitution. You've repented wherever you could. You've repented of every lie, and now you only speak the truth in love. If you're one of those people, and you've been appointed to walk as the remnant of God in a time such as never was, Hallelujah. And you'll be part of the remnant that's gathered together in the second exodus in the wilderness of Zion where the, where the holy people will wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. That's a reference to America. My suppliants, supplicants, even the daughter of my disperse will bring my offering. Yes, that's talking about the, the remnant children that are going to come forth out of the nations. And in that day, you will not be ashamed for all your doings. The Lord told me, my people will never be ashamed because they've repented of their sins and, and they've now been covered by the blood of the Lamb. The Lord's going to put his garments of righteousness on us. We have nothing to be ashamed of. We've been redeemed by the King. The Supreme Judge has judged that we are innocent. And therefore will be spared as, as a man spares his only son who serves him faithfully. So the Father on high will spare his remnant children. And we will not be ashamed of the things of our past because they're under the blood. Wherein we transgressed against the Lord in times past. And he's going to take out of our midst those that rejoice in their pride. Look, once you finally repent and you confess your sins one to another... Pride is stupid. Of what would we be proud? It's just another deception of hell. It's just another lie. It's just another attribute of the devil. That's the heart of Satan. It was his heart that was first filled with pride. And all the children of pride are his children. And they're all going into the fire now. Bon voyage. We won't have them in our midst. The Lord's taking them out of our midst. Every one of them that rejoices in their pride. And the, and the people of God will no more be haughty because of the holy mountain of Jerusalem, because of the holiness of the Lord, because of the fact that Jesus is our sacrifice. He was our Shoah. The name Yeshua means Yesh and Shoah. And Yesh in Hebrew means yes, we have. It's a, it's a unique word Unique unto Hebrew itself. There's the only word in Hebrew that has no equal in any other language. It's the word yesh. And it means yes, but it also means yes, we have this. And then Shua is a holocaust. We talked about that earlier in the program. 
Yes, we who are in the remnant, who've been covered by the blood of the Lamb, we have, we've got a holocaust covering our life. We have a Lord who died in our place, and it's his death, his sacrifice, his suffering that atoned for our sins. What in that is a reason for us to be proud? None. There's none. I will take away out of the midst of my remnant every soul that is lifted up in pride. And my remnant will no more be haughty on my holy mountain. And I will leave in the midst of the remnant an afflicted and poor people. And that's who the remnant are. We've already walked through the affliction. We've already walked through the valley of dry bones. We've already suffered the loss of all things. We've already been purified in the fires like Job. We were rejected like Joseph. We were betrayed by family and friends. We were, we were judged like Job. We hid in the caves with King David. We were the outcasts of Israel. We were cast out of the churches and we were cast out of our families. We were betrayed by Christian friends. And the ones that were false among us, they hated the remnant because the demons in them could see those are the holy people of God. And they persecuted us mercilessly throughout much of our lives. But now comes our time of healing and redemption and our revealing unto the nations. And we'll be revealed as an afflicted and a poor people. But we shall trust in the name of the Lord. We have no confidence in the flesh. We don't trust the bureaucracies of men. We turn to our Lord help comes from heaven. We have no confidence in the flesh, not even our own. For we've learned the flesh is of no value in the kingdom of God. Unless a seed of corn falls to the ground and dies, your life profits nothing. If you keep your life in the flesh, if you try to save your life in the flesh, you will lose your life. But if you're willing to lose your life in the flesh for the kingdom of God and the will of the Lord now, same person will save their life through the hour that is ahead because they've lost their life. They've given their life to the Lord. Now it becomes his life. And as he said to me long ago, I will protect that which is mine. Everything else will be destroyed. So whose life are you living, brother, sister? Is it your life? Mm. Your best life now? You're following these false prophets from hell? Teaching you that the new covenant is all about enjoying the pleasures of Babylon in the flesh. Yes, Jesus died on a cross so you could drive a fancy car. Right. And that you could eat fancy food and live in a big old rich house while little homeless children are li living in a garbage dump. Yep, that's Christianity, all right. Sure. Mm -hmm. The version that'll get you burned in the fire that's about to come. I'll leave him. In the midst of thee, in the midst of the remnant, will be an afflicted and poor people, but they will trust in the name of the Lord. And the remnant of Israel will do no iniquity, nor will they speak lies. It's one of the litmus tests. It's a moral imperative of the kingdom that the remnant will speak the truth in love, not in pride, not in anger, not in revenge, but in love. Neither will a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they will feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. You guys in the remnant, we're not even going to be afraid during the tribulation time. We're going to lay down, and we're, our sleep will be sweet. 
The angels will be protecting us. As the Lord himself said, and he does not lie, I will protect that which is mine. And blessed be his name. That word for lies is kazab, and it means a falsehood, an untruth. To be deceitful, to be crafty, to be a liar, to bear false witness. This is a moral imperative. If you're still doing this, you are going to hell. If you die in this sin, you will go to hell. You must repent of lying. You must tell the truth. There are several moral imperatives of the kingdom of God. You can't enter in unless you go through the straight and narrow way. And that doorway is the way of absolute truth. You got to tell the truth to the Lord. You got to tell the truth to yourself. You got to face the truth in you. And you have to tell the truth to your neighbor. And if you don't, if you try to hide your shame with your lies, this will lead only to your death. The remnant shall do no iniquity, nor will they speak any lies. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, and be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O Jerusalem, for the Lord has taken away thy judgments. He's cast out your enemy. Every one of you that needs deliverance, bang, it's coming. The Lord himself is going to deliver the remnant entirely. The King of Israel, even the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is in the midst of us. You will not even see evil anymore. This is so good because I don't want to see any more evil. I just can't bear to see it. I, I, I want to see the righteousness and the mercy of the Lord. I want to see the children the Lord is going to save. I want to see the joy in the lives of the remnant people that my God has redeemed. And in that day, it will be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, and to Zion, do not let your hands be slack, for the Lord your God is in the midst of you, and he is mighty to save, and he will save you. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He'll joy over you with singing. The Lord is going to sing over his remnant people. And you guys have heard my testimony. You know, I, at one point I heard the Lord laugh. I've had the, the great honor of hearing the voice of the Lord as the Lord laughed. And he was, you know, well, you know I guess the truth is he was kind of laughing at me. It was funny. You know, the, I was burning up from the anointing that was starting to set me on fire. And it was beginning to hurt. And I cried out, Lord, you, you're hurting me. And he said, you never thought you'd have to pray for that. Now, did you? And then he started laughing. Well, it was awesome to hear Jesus laugh, but I'm really looking forward to hearing the Lord sing over his remnant people. These are his treasures. This is why he did all of this. This is why he endured the 6,000 years of indignation. So he could redeem this remnant in this hour. And he's going to rejoice over us. The Lord loves his remnant. He loves you so much. It says he will rest in his love. He will give us rest in that same covenant of love. And he will rejoice over us with singing. And I will gather them who were sorrowful for the solemn assemblies. And every one of them for whom the reproach was a burden. The people who fasted on those solemn assembly days, the people who wept for their sin, the people that were actually sorry 
for having offended the Lord and the people who truly apologized. They wanted to apologize to the Lord. And that meant never do it again. Turn from every wicked way. The Lord's going to gather all of them together. And behold, at that time, he says, I will undo all that afflict you, all of the afflictions, all of the, all of the wounding, all of the sickness, all the infirmity. God's going to undo it. And I will save her that halts. You know, that speaks of one who's injured and sort of limping. I'll gather together her that was driven out. We were outcasts. Jesus is going to come and gather you together within his remnant. And I will get them praise and fame in every land where they've been put to shame. It's going to be rather obvious who this remnant is. Because the Lord is going to basically anoint them with his presence. They'll have a light on their foreheads. At that time, I'll bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, and I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth, and I will turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. This is the year of the Lord's favor, and I just have a few more scriptures that I want to read, and then we're going to wrap this up. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has appointed and anointed me to preach good tidings unto his meek. He has sent me to bring and bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those that are bound and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which is the year of redemption, the year of the redeemed in the 70th year of Jubilee is upon us in 40 days as I've declared. I'm proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord in 40 days, which shall be accompanied by the day of vengeance of our God. And within that time, the Lord will comfort all of those that mourn. Hallelujah. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. And the Gentiles will see your righteousness, and kings will see your glory. And you will be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. And you shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Isaiah 62, 11, Behold, the Lord has proclaimed unto the end of the world, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. And... Your God's reward is with him, and his work is before him. And they shall call the remnant the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. And you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. And I will mention the loving kindness. This is Isaiah 63, verse 7. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed upon us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he's bestowed on them, according to his mercy and his loving kindness. For surely he said, surely these are my people, children that will not lie. So he was pleased to be their savior. That's the litmus test, friends. If you're still telling lies, well, you need to repent of that quickly. Amen, amen. The remnant are children that will not lie. Verse 13 is one whose mother comforts her, so I will comfort you, and you'll be comforted in Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice, your bones will flourish like an herb, and the hand of the Lord will be known towards his servants, 
and his indignation towards his enemies. Behold, the Lord will come with fire. This is Isaiah 66, verse 15. And his chariots like a whirlwind of fire to render his furious anger with fury and his rebuke of the wicked with flames of fire. For the, by the fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh. And the slain of the Lord shall be many in that day that is nigh upon us now. Shalom and God bless you all. I pray you prayerfully take these matters to the King of glory and test your own hearts and see if you be among the faithful remnant. Amen. 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 Folks, there's a couple of uh, things Benjamin mentioned that you're not going to want to miss. If you if you don't know the story about when Benjamin is mentioning about the Lord laughing, if I remember correctly, those stories and many more of Benjamin's life is in his two-part testimony that was done five years ago that is very powerful. It's uh, called Good Grief, and part one and part two, you got to go listen to it. Um, Benjamin has had a, a, a crazy, wild, amazing, everything uh, life. He's done it right and wrong more times than you can imagine, just like the rest of us. But God has never given up. He's been there. And brother, uh, thank you for that. I still love that testimony, folks. You're going to, if you've never heard it, you've got to go hear it. Also, you referenced the second Exodus. If you haven't heard the second Exodus, you got to go also listen to that. You it well, I guess you don't have to. I guess you can just wait. It's coming very close. Uh you'll you'll be able to guess just experience it. Um, the King's Highway, all that. But if you'd like to get a jump start on where you're heading to, go listen to it. Brother, thank you for sharing tonight the coming day of desolation. Um it's 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 no longer a theory, it's not something we're we're talking about way off in the distant future, folks. We are talking about reality and present truth right now. Well, Frank, Period. if you look at the news of the last couple of days, I mean, yes. the, the NATO allies are pretty much have admitted that their troops, their officers are directly involved in the war in Ukraine. They were directly involved. And mm -hmm. um, Russia is about to respond in a, in a serious way. Amen. This thing's going to get serious. Yes, brother. Thank you so much. God bless. Please keep us all in prayers up here. And uh, folks, just keep looking up. It won't be long. Your God is coming down. And he promised he will never leave us nor forsake us. And you can take that all the way to the end. Yes, it is going to be intense, but that's okay because we serve an intense God who intensely loves us and will intensely guide us and protect us through these times. This is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounding.